All right. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're so happy to have you guys listening. And, and, and excited, I guess, just for you to experience this journey more so with me. But let's start with the introductions, <laughs> right? Um, I'm Chase Gilroy, and we have also... Josh Miller. Man, Josh, it's such a great... It's a, it's an honor. Yeah, this is a great idea. Is it? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. So here's what we're going to do. I know you, I don't know uh, any of you guys listening just yet. Maybe you're maybe you're joining this sometime in the future, and it's become super popular. Like you're gonna go on this biblical journey with Chase Gilroy <laughs> and Josh Miller in a way that I feel like you probably may have never gone on a biblical journey before. Um, and all this kind of spawned because we uh, we go to church together at mm-hmm. Heath Church of Christ, and. We had a small group together, and I I feel like the day that I got up, what, what was the verse that we were going over that I was kind of like reenacting? <laughs> we were talking about David in a cave, hiding from King Saul, and you kind of stopped everything and was like, hey, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who is David and Saul? <laughs> right. Yeah, and I think like, I just have such a fun outlook on, on life in general. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be super awesome for people who maybe um, are non-believers. Maybe you're just, maybe you're new to learning about Christ and you want to go on like a journey learning about Jesus mm-hmm. through a couple goofballs. Well, my, well I, I don't know if I'm speaking for you, but sure. I am a goofball, sure. dude. <laughs> I, I love being goofy and funny. And I think that's the best way to learn. Absolutely. Because you know? I think you stopped that night and you then acted out yeah. what we were reading in scripture yeah, for this group in a tiny room, yeah. which was a little much, but hey, this Dude, is what that's you me. needed that's to me, understand brother. what was going yeah, on. that's me. But I think like, I feel like, and it, here's, here's how it kind of boils down to me. I learned the most, I, I, don't, I don't like to read a lot, yeah. if that makes sense. A lot of people don't like to read. I find I absorb more of a story or a subject when I can see it acted out. Yeah. You know, that's how you connected with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people learn that way. I feel. And like when Dave, our pastor at church, ex pastor is still kind of pastor. Bless his heart. Dave Mason. Always pastor. Yep. Uh, yeah. Pastor <laughs> in our hearts. Um, he turned me on to watch the book of John on YouTube. Oh, and I did. I watched the whole thing and it, I loved it. I loved it because I got to actually see the characters and how they interacted with each other. And like, gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you learn a lot more about the dynamics of a relationship when you can see the body language. Oh, for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I think, uh, I think so that, why are we doing this audio, audio. audibly? Well, we can't dress up and, and do, <laughs> we can't do a play every week. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Although I would. <laughs> I would. But um so so that's where we're at. I wanna I want to go through the Bible front to back on wow. on this journey. And and with your help. And you have no idea what you're getting into. <laughs> no, I really don't. I really don't. But I think that's the thirst for like I think as you get older you kind of get hungry for spirituality. Yeah. Uh, and you want to grow in your spirituality. And um 
Exactly. That's where and I'm at. I, I think a lot of people are in the same boat. And, you know, even those that have read and studied, there's mm. always more to learn. Yeah. And oh, there yeah. is so much packed in there that sometimes it can be intimidating, I think. Yeah, you don't know where to start, right? Right. But it's also a very approachable book if you do it in the right manner and right setting. If you're by yourself and just crack the book open mm. and you're like, man, I have no idea what's going on, no context to what I'm reading. Right. And it's difficult. Right. So I think, you know, always in a setting with groups or in a manner that is helpful to you, like you said, with acting it out or at yeah. least envisioning what's happening sure, in yeah. your mind is can, those kind of things can be super helpful when trying to approach scripture. Yeah. So. Okay. So introductions, right? Yes. I'm Chase. I am a simple <laughs> guy. I'm married. I've been married since 2009. I got a beautiful wife. Nice. Three children. Mm-hmm. You already know this, but maybe yeah. someone listening does. A little bit of it. Yeah. Um, for the large part of my adult life, I've been creating content online. So I'm, I'm, I'm very well versed when it comes to creating mm-hmm. things, yeah. especially digital content and social media. Um, and that's why this for me is easy. You know, sure. I can get on a microphone or on a camera and talk, <laughs> you know, and be just normal. Right. And <laughs> so it's easy for me. And then when I ask you, I'm like, Hey, let's do a podcast together. This is a great idea. And you looked at me <laughs> literally like, like a deer in the deer, headlights. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. wait, what? Uh, I don't think I can do that. Right. Right. But a little different for me. A little different. For sure. Yeah. So about you. Oh, man. So I don't know how much you want to know. I'm married as well. Um, it'll be 20 years Oh wow! this year. Congratulations. So married yeah. in 2003, two girls. Um, they're both teenagers right now. So treading that. But uh, they're great. Uh, wonderful family. And um Spent a lot of years in ministry, but I've also spent a lot of years in doing all kinds of other jobs as well. So, okay. so I'm new to this mm. kind of thing. Well, don't worry. Speaking in front of people is okay. Is it? Yeah. In a small group or even, you know, preaching, well, whatever. But this... Well, this is just us, technically. It, it is, but, yeah. you know, this big microphone other people may hear right it. in my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Yeah. I'm a professional. Just, okay. Here's how this works. The dynamic between the two of us. I'm going to hold your hand through the tech part of creating a podcast. Okay. Okay? Yep. And you are going to hold mine and everyone else's hands. Thanks for Through this spiritual path. Big responsibility there. (laughs) It's it's fine. You went to, so I wanted you to talk, I want you to uh, fill in the backstory of your authoritative Oh, gosh. Uh, perspective on the Bible because you went to school. You went to Bible college, right? I did. I did. And got a master's degree in Christian leadership as well. However, I will say. Tell me. For all those listening, I am no expert. Well, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, I do have some knowledge in Scripture and, and taught the Bible to students see, see, and, and people for a, for a lot of years. That's what we need. Yeah. We need a leader who knows what's going on. <laughs> Who can help us go through this uh, together? And and maybe, I don't know, it may be a little haphazardly. Maybe it'll be uh, well thought out. I don't know what the future is going to bring for us. It's a little spontaneous. 
It is kind of spontaneous, yeah. but it's going to be super fun because sure. I I love having fun and I want to learn more about scripture and how we can apply, you know, the teachings of Jesus into our daily lives. Right. You know, I feel like we could all grow. That's what we all want, right? Yeah. 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 yeah that's why we go to church on Sunday to, to stay in the word of God and continue to learn and grow not only personally, but as a community, as a, as a, a body of believers at church. And, um, what does it say at church? Listen to all that church talk you got going on there. I, I can't. I'm listen. I'm a real good. <laughs> I can say words. I'm good at words. <laughs> um, what do they say? Uh, the the motto at church is love God, mm-hmm. love people, mm-hmm. make disciples. That's right. That's our job, right? As as believers in Christ, is to go forth and talk about the teachings of Jesus to others, spread the good word. Right. But to do that, mm-hmm. you have to know a little bit about what you're talking about. Well. Lay it on me, brother. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> bless me with, <laughs> bless me with words. And I think that's an intimidating part for people too. Is like, hey, I know I'm supposed to be out there, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Jesus, making disciples. But I, you know, may not even know where to start with my Bible study, mm-hmm. but I also certainly don't know where to start with that kind of thing. Because let me ask you this: Is it? Would you? Would I be correct in assuming that? In order to go out in the world and mm-hmm. tell people about Jesus, don't you first need to like have a basic understanding yourself? Yeah. You can't speak on what you don't know. Sure. Right? Sure. But so, I also flip that and say, just speak on what you know. Don't try to, you know, church it up or right. try to say a lot of theological things that you may not understand. Right. And that's okay. Just tell people what you know about him and how he's impacted your life. That's all. That's all you need to do. And, you know, you're not trying to debate people yeah. or, or win them in that way or try and, you know, help them understand everything about Scripture because we're all learning together. Right. But I think a lot of people fail to even do that because they're like, I don't want to look stupid. Right. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I don't want to look stupid. Sure. I mean, I can say I believe you in can Jesus, do that but online, but you don't want to do it. In that was a little crack at your, uh, you know, some it, of your blogs. Uh, <laughs> true, right? True. Yeah, yeah. Chase is looking at me like, "How dare you?" No, <laughs> hey, it's all on the table out here. It's all on the table out here, brother. So, <laughs> in in terms of starting, right? Yeah. One of the questions that I kind of had in my head was. When you first starting, when you're first starting with the Bible, uh, and this was actually brought up earlier today, I was out flying FPV drones. Nice, one of my favorite hobbies, flying FPV drones, uh, with a buddy of mine. He was like, "How can there be so many versions mm. of the Bible?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, there are interpretations, but also maybe you have some insight to the proper way to address that question." Yeah, absolutely, and I think. You know, that's that's a question a lot of people have is like, well, how did we get to what we have? Right. Right. You know, and in and, and the Bible, you do have to approach a little differently than I think most other books or a novel. You just pick up and read it. You may know a little bit about the author or you may have read some of their other books or whatever, but you just pick up a novel and start reading. In the Bible, you, I think you have to approach a little bit differently. Now, you can certainly do that, but there's a lot of things to know 
about the Bible before jumping in. And one of those is how did we get what we have usually in our hands or, right. you know, if we crack open the app on our phone, the Holy Bible, and scroll through all of these I've seen it. It's translations, yeah. we'll call them. Um, yeah, how did we get what we have? And that started thousands of years ago. Um, there are, the, the Bible is a neat book in that there are actually about 40 different authors. Wait, authors? Authors, meaning people that wrote parts of the Bible. Not like King James Version or... No, ESV. we'll get to that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but 35 of those people were named. Like, I wrote this book, or the author of this book is this. And so we know about 35 of those, 40 total, roughly, um, had a hand in writing scripture. Some of those you might know, Moses, David, the um, four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay, so those are the authors. Those, in those books, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So, so over 40 different authors over about a span of 1,500 years hmm. from when kind of the first thing was written to the last that we have. So I don't know. Well, I guess I kind of knew that. Yeah. Because so, you say the book of yeah. John, the book of Paul, the book of... Right. But like First Timothy is not written by Timothy. It's written to Timothy. So it's like a letter to Timothy. Okay. Yeah. So all these different authors uh, and these these works were compiled by early believers and also seen as what we call divine or inspired scripture. Okay. So believe the the Holy Spirit, God had a direct hand. There were human authors, but God had a direct hand in what they wrote. They were inspired by the Holy Spirit in doing that. Similar to like, you play instruments, right? Mm -hmm. What do you play? Oh, yeah. I got guitars and... Guitar? Drums and... <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. So I'm, I play drums and bass. And so just like an instrument, that's similar to how these writers were used. Now, you can pick up a guitar and you can make it sound one way, right? True. And I could pick it up and it would play the same song, but it would sound a little different. Man, that... Right? So That's a good hit. I like that. Yeah, like so that. that is how, at least I learned, how these different authors put their personality, hmm. their even writing style, into how the Bible was written originally. So then over the years, they compile these books, and they keep them, they treasure them. In the Old Testament, there were scrolls, right? You probably heard that word. Wait, really? Mm -hmm. Like actual scrolls? Actual scrolls. Like you see in the movies. Yes, you roll you, them out. You roll them out and mm -hmm. you look at it. Yep. And they would actually roll them tight to one side, right? And then start. Are they still? That's how they would read it. Are, are mm -hmm. they still in existence, these scrolls? Uh, there are some. We're, we're see, this is spontaneous. We're jumping all over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we will get to the translation thing too. But um, yeah, back in the 40s, have you heard of what's called the Dead Sea Scrolls? No, I've never heard that. Yeah. So back in the 40s, 1940s. So not. Ter too terribly long ago. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. 80, 70, 80 years ago. Yeah. Um, in some caves outside of Jerusalem, out in the desert area, there was found, and they call them the Dead Sea Scrolls because it was near the Dead Sea. Okay. Uh, 
some of the most oldest, most oldest, is that a, Uh, you know, it's whatever. (laughs) Some of the oldest manuscripts. No one's counting. Of, and lots of them. Like not just like little a tre- pieces, like a treasure like, like a treasure chest of scrolls. Absolutely, how incredible would in, that be to find in huge clay pots, like with markings on them, preserved or? all those years. Yeah, is is an incredible find, and um, and so you know automatically, people were like, hey, well, let's see if they match up to what we have. Right, and and they did unbelievably accurate as far as the oldest manuscripts found versus what we have now. Hold so, on a second. Yeah. So that's part of what we're talking about with translations. Let we're me gonna, get this we're, straight. We're, we're heading that way. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me get this straight. So there was writings in a book, right? Prior to 1940s. Yes. In, a, in pages and well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? So this is what you're telling me. So they have a Bible already. Mm-hmm. And then in 1940... They find this, like, loot crate from Fortnite, you know? No, but I'm sure a lot of people do. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying yeah. to make this relatable here. Oh, absolutely. So, so they come across <laughs> these scrolls hidden in a cave with yes. clay pots. Yes. And these markings presumably dated m- much earlier than the, the, the writings in the book. Mm-hmm. And they correlate. Perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's in, that's incredible. Because over the years, again, people treasured these scrolls. For sure. And and for a long time, the Bible was not accessible like we have it. Right. It was in a synagogue in scrolls. Only certain people got to read it, the actual. So it was like a privileged. Yeah. Well, they didn't have a ton of copies, right? Sure. It was hand, Everything had to be hand copied. Um, and when they would do that, there would be a room of scribes that would sit down and copy and make sure that everything is accurate, everything is good, people watching over that, making sure that, you know, it's done right. It's not just some rogue yeah. guy or, you know, writing down whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, it was a very, very meticulous thing when they translated or rewrote or recopied some of these manuscripts. So the Bible has some of the earliest manuscripts of any literature known to man you know like homer the iliad and the odyssey those are some very early manuscripts bc we're talking um i've never heard of. but the gap between the gap between the original writings and the oldest manuscripts of the bible is much smaller than any book ever written because it was treasured and in the jewish history um everything was passed down orally by stories um they taught kids as soon as they were born they're whispering in their ears, these scriptures. Really? Yeah. And so everything, it, all of these things, stories and, and all of the writings are very, very, very important. So that's how they were kept and preserved, you know, throughout history. And Kind of like your parents would pass you, like, family secrets or... Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you would teach your kids the things that Recipes. you know. Yeah, pass down. You know, you know something like that. Um, well, isn't it true... And let me play the advocate. But they're also shared with everybody. But it's isn't it true secret. that like sometimes you played a game of telephone, right? Oh yeah. Sometimes things get lost. Correct. Yeah. Along the chain, if you know what I mean. Sure. And that's how translations were for a long time. It was like, hey, man, hey, man, you know. But then, eventually, they started going back as they find more older manuscripts. 
you go back to some of the original language and translate it from there. So like some of the modern translations that we have today are translated from the original language, not like telephone, right? boom, 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 down through the years, right? Like it hasn't been translated 400 times. It was translated once from the original language yeah. into English or into another language. So those translations were a huge project. Um, so is the what's what do you know? What what's the most famous translation? Do you know one? So a translation. Yes. If I'm I'm gonna guess here is mm-hmm. like ex, uh, the ESV or correct King James version. King James. Or, that's a big one. So actually, I have heard that the King James version is the most accurate or true to original. It was, uh, and again, it was a huge effort, multiple scholars, I'm talking like 40-some scholars, I think, that King James employed to do this translation. Um, so, it, again, it wasn't just one person right. translating it. It was a, a room of scholars at that, of that time, and they were translating it um, from the original language for what they had. So, yes, at the, at the time, and, and still today, it's a pretty literal translation meaning it's a very kind of accurate now it's still in kind of old english right because yeah. there's a lot of thus is and thou's <laughs> sure. and yeah 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 and a lot of people grew up with that and that's why by the time they were you know 12 13 they're like man this is hard. too much yeah yeah hard like to school. understand <laughs> i feel like though when you get into when you get into it or you've maybe been maybe been exposed to, to that yeah. style of the writing you can under you can begin to understand it. It's a learned thing, yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. If you're into like Shakespeare or something yeah. like that, it's it's very similar language. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, way before that, um, when you're talking like early Catholic Church, mm-hmm. um, early Roman Catholic Church, or even early Orthodox Church, they did not like translators. So you can imagine if you were, let's say, you were a bishop. Okay, what's a bishop? Bishop Chase. Uh, is that, um, I'm, I'm like a, a priest. It, a bishop is like a priest. It's like a. I they're sp- above the priests. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, and you have access to the holy scriptures, hmm. and you know how to read them, mm-hmm. and you know how to tell people about them and teach them. And some common man, let's just say, <laughs> want to read them. How would you? You know, how would you feel? I I would have to either speak it, yeah, to a large body of people, right. like in a congregation, right, or write it down, yeah. <laughs> and so they reserved this right, and they felt like their education gave them, you know, kind of the superiority to the common folk, right, right. And so they did not like. And for a long time, the Bible was Latin. And so they're, they're the only oh. ones that can understand it. If you could, you know. Right. Is that, that's how the Catholic um, mm-hmm. Church still operates today. Knows it. A lot of them. Most, yeah. Mostly. There's it, still uh, some Latin being spoken in their services okay. and stuff. Yeah. So they had access to this. They did not want just the normal person to be able to read it. And they thought that it was some kind of heresy. Like if you took it and translated it into normal language mm. you were kind of some kind of heretic sure that makes sense yeah and so they did not like the early translators uh one guy named Wycliffe 
they dug up his bones and burned them because <laughs> he was an early translator. He wanted a farmer to be able to read scripture just like a bishop would be able to. So, and there were some other translators that were so burned who, at the stake and, and, and killed because of their works in, in translation. So, man. Yeah. So some of those people that wanted access to the scripture the way we have now paid the price, ultimate price for that. That's how much, you know. That's crazy. They dedicated their life to it. So, um, and I think we should be thankful for a lot of those because if it's not, you know, even for me, I'm not reading King James. I get, I get in lost Latin. in all of that. Yeah, or the, or the Latin you Vulgate. you got to learn Latin to or, understand Or the Septuagint, which is a Greek translation. I mean, it's like, uh, no, I'm not. You know, so I want it in my language, and I want to be able to read it and understand it. And so, you know, I, I, I'm thankful for those people that so early on. How many ver- different versions of the Bible have you consumed? <laughs> <laughs> so I always tell people, you know, cause, cause there are a lot of people that, you know, King James is the only Bible that actually counts. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I like to read all of them. Okay. I'm going to say all of them, but I like to look at several different translations, especially in, in um, if I'm studying it, mm-hmm. I want to see if they use different words or a different way to put together a sentence or, you know, some, elaborate on one point versus another. And so there's, there's a lot of variety. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting how even one word Mm -hmm. put in a different place Mm -hmm. could make a wildly different meaning. It can. And when it comes to like something as important as religion to people. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that should not be understated. Right. But at the same time, a lot of the translations you're like, I, I couldn't even tell the difference, right? Okay. Cause, yeah. Cause there's some, and so there are different types of translations. I'll say there are some that do it very literally. Mm. We want to know exactly what this says in the, in the original language. And therefore I'm sticking with this word, right? Right. There's some that take a little bit more Liberty and say, I want it to be more readable for the common person. And so we're going to not change what it says, right. But put it in a way that people can understand. And so maybe it's not as literal, Right. And then and then furthermore, there's others that are like like the message. And um, back in the 70s, it was uh, I think it was called the Living Way Bible, but it was a very approachable and it was a paraphrase. Mm. So they took an English translation and then paraphrased it even more. Do you feel those less uh, intense versions Mm -hmm. like messages, the message, the Mm -hmm. message? Do you think that like have you compared the two and was like, yeah, this is this is um still says the same thing right but in a different way it's a like, par- they- it's a paraphrase it's not a it's not a scholarly translation mm. i'll put it that way so if you want bible study you know stick with some of the more literal translations that have gone back to the original language okay. but you know for some easy reading or to even maybe first approach it those paraphrases could be a good thing okay yeah. so Here's and they take some of them take chapter and verse out, so it reads more like a paragraph. Here's the lightning round trivia question. Okay, what version, if if our if our listeners right yeah were sure. to say okay we're gonna follow along exactly with you, what version should everyone? What version should we be so there are directly two, using? There are two Let's right now that version. I see that are most common in in what I call Protestant Christian or evangelical churches. 
and that's the new international version. Okay. And then new living translation is, is becoming pretty popular as well. It kind of is able to somehow still hold to a literal translation in scholarly translation, but, um, put some words in there that, that help with, with the common reader. So those are two that are, they're really good. Um, really popular. Um, and, so and, and accurate as well. Probably so. the most widely yeah. used Bible. Yeah. At least in the last 20, 30 years. Okay. Maybe longer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So, I, I and, like and King James is also having, they have a new King James version that oh. has taken a lot of the thousand thou shouts and all of that out oh. and put it into a more modern language while still having the literal King James transversion translation so yeah that seems yeah i feel like that seems i don't know i don't know where i lie on this subject <laughs> because like it's okay i feel like if you're learn like if you wanted to learn directly something yeah. like deep down to the roots of it you should try and get the purest form of it sure right sure but everybody would say theirs is right yeah yeah, yeah. That's, i feel like that's <laughs> and, and in some ways they're right because yeah. there'll be parts of it that are, you know, more accurate or better or what if you want to, however you want to phrase it. But then other times the other one would be. So, you know, it, it has to do with language. So there's three languages originally Bible was written in. Hebrew, mm-hmm. a little bit of Aramaic, okay, and Greek. So Jesus, by Jesus' time, pretty much the entire world in that area was Aramaic? Was speaking Greek. Oh, Greek. Yeah. And then Jesus, when he was on the cross or at certain times, he would speak in Aramaic. Okay. Um, but by that point, they'd even translated. So the Old Testament is Hebrew. Right. Right. And so they translated even that into a Greek translation by that point. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. That that's was, a lot. That was, that was deep already. <laughs> I didn't realize that there were so many. Um, yeah, yeah, like the 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 translators and. Mm-hmm. I feel like think think about it. It's not something that's taken lightly, oh, right? No, yeah. And, and think about over the years how many people have tried to debunk or falsify or you know smear what the Bible is, and they really haven't been able to do it. I mean, the the Bible holds up over thousands of years, even with the different authors, even with all these translations, really? even with the scrutiny, it's the most scrutinized piece of literature that we have. It's the most recognizable, but also one of the most difficult to understand, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's an incredible book and, you know, provides the story of God and his creation and the relationship they have and even though we mess up, he has redeemed us in the New Testament through Jesus Christ. So it's a, it's a powerful book, um, but there's a lot of different even literary devices within it. There's poetry, right. there's wisdom literature, there's historical literature, yeah. and when you get to Revelation, there's apoc- apocalyptic literature, and that all of those things found in one volume. You know, I don't yeah. think I've I don't think I've ever read Revelation. Yeah. Tread lightly. Yeah. 
And Revelation is one of those books that if you don't have a good understanding of the Old Testament, it's a difficult read. Really? Yeah, because there's so many references to the Old Testament scriptures. So that's what makes the Bible exciting, too. Because right. you can never stop learning what's in it. Well, I feel like every time you read it, and I think this is why in small group, um, kind of the format of our of our meeting was to go mm-hmm. over a verse, sure, and then and then pray on it, yeah, to understand that the second reading would reveal something new, right, or different, or give you a deeper understanding of of what was trying to be taught there, right. It's almost like that friend of yours who <laughs> always tries to. Um, He'll always answer a question with a question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Like you're trying to um, teach people things without telling them what you're teaching them. You, you're, it's, it's like your great uncle at Christmas time is telling you a story about, I had, you know, you know, down at the corner store. <laughs> You know what I mean? He goes off on a story. <laughs> right. And he's looking at, he tells you, finishes the story. And he's looking at you in the eyes like. And you're like, where is you this get going? It, right? You get it, right? Um, I feel like you can go through the same verse many times. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the same sitting, but over the period of a year. Your your understanding of what's supposed to be taught will apply to you differently at different times in your life. Oh, absolutely. Or as you have different experiences through your life. Yes. It will kind of, and this has kind of happened to me, like I will relate certain things. Sometimes, you know, you have, you've been in church and somehow, some way, mm-hmm. the pastor is almost speaking directly to you. Right. Right? Right. The teaching that was planned for that day almost seems as though, oh, wow. Yeah. He knew what I was going through. Right. But that's like, I feel like. And someone else in the same service. Yeah. Could think the same thing. Yeah. About something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. The, the teachings in the Bible, I feel like, apply. And I'm, I'm, I am a novice compared to you. <laughs> Right. No. Or most people <laughs> when it comes to understanding the Bible um, and God's word. And that's why I've been super excited to kick this journey off. This is a journey. This is a spiritual journey. Um, not only for myself, but for, for other people who like maybe you don't know much about Jesus. Right. This dude, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you want to know... How? What is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Why? Why do things happen the way that they do? Um, I'll tell you, being a part of a church and and embedding with all these great people right. has been one of the the better decisions in my life. Is being around a body of believers and this community mm-hmm. is so heartwarming and fulfilling um if only for that i feel like i feel like god that's great because a lot of people for as much as people are intimidated by the bible Mm -hmm. there are that many more that are intimidated by stepping in a church building right right for sure 
Yeah. No, it's it's really it's refreshing a big leap for to a lot be of people to go mm-hmm. and and learn about uh, Jesus with everyone else. You know. Yeah. I hope that's what we can provide. Absolutely, and I, and my them. hope is that all churches, you know, can say, "Look, we're all learning this together, and come and join in the journey that we're all on." Because nobody is better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And there might be people that know a little bit more. Maybe We're they've been sinners, doing it, man. exactly. <laughs> and, and maybe they know a little bit more because they've been doing it longer. Yeah. But they are no better than you. Yeah. And we are all God's children, and we are all you know the ground is level at the cross, so they say. You know, we are all there for the same reason to edify each other, encourage one another, lift each other up in prayer, and and learn Scripture together, right? And enjoy each other's company while we do it. So I think that's kind of lost in some facets in, in church life, right? And, yeah. and and I think a lot of people see it as judgy, a lot of judgmental people, right. and um, a lot of hypocritical people, and which a lot of that's true, right? But again, we are all we all fall short and we okay. all mess up, and so. I think church really should, at the heart of it, be, look, we are trying to learn how to be more like Jesus and, and be in a relationship with him. And that's going to look different for everybody. So Yeah, it's very, it is kind of intimidating, especially if you don't already have, like if you didn't grow up yeah. in a household that um, celebrated God um, sure. and followed the Bible. I think you... I or remember, in a household that was very domineering about it. Yeah, yeah that turns a lot. That is the too. other side of the coin. Yeah, where people kind of get turned away from the sure. thought of following this Jesus guy because at the podium the preacher's like scorning you for being this right. horrible person. Yeah, that is the part of it that that kind of turned me away to the idea of Christianity mm-hmm. at a point. Mm-hmm. Um, not now because I realize that there are so many different facets of right. of church. Right. Right. And ours is not like that. Well, yeah, in the, but, you know, there are those churches. And I think that was a generational thing, too. You know, that's what you heard a lot Why do you back. think that is? I, I think it ebbs and flows. I think throughout history it ebbs and flows as far as, um, you know, do you, do you preach the wrath of God? Mm-hmm. Do you preach the grace of God? And I think for a time the wrath was what a lot of people preached. And, Doesn't that and, remind you of a father? <laughs> A little right? bit. As be, a father, we're yeah. both fathers. Sure. Right? At sure. times, you have to be strong yeah. and stern. Mm-hmm. And you're also supposed to be giving and nurturing. Yep. And, and I think, and and I think God does that, obviously, better than anyone, right? He's, he, is, he brings justice while he also brings mercy. Mm-hmm. And even in, and we're getting you know, way deeper probably than what... <laughs> For an intro, I have But even in, the, think about the death of Christ... Mm-hmm. Even in that, he, he he gave his life for his children. Put his wrath yeah. on his son, while at the same time bringing grace to the world. It's a it's a beautiful picture of, of kind of how that works. But I, so I think that ebbs and flows. I think I think we're in an era maybe now that you know um, grace has been preached a lot, um, and and both have brought a lot of people to Christ. But also, there's some effects to that. Right. And, yeah. and we were talking about that, you know, some, some were turned off and I think some were turned off by, Hey, we're too, 
we're too loving. We're too, you know, we're letting everything fly. And it's like, whoa, we just, you know, we're, we're again, in, and this is pastors included. We're all trying to learn more about God and also communicate that. Mm. And so it's difficult sometimes to, to do. Yeah, I can, oh, I can only speculate. And live it. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. When you think about from from like a uh, from a personal perspective, you go through your life day to day. You got to worry about paying your bills, raising your kids right, mm-hmm. being on time. For <laughs> Some work, people, yeah, right, oversleeping, eating right, yeah. Um, what else is there? What are, what I else mean, are all the things that a millions of things? Yeah, right? a person that has a Physical fitness. You know, the Bible speaks to all this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't. You're not going to add any more days to your life by worrying. That's what the Bible speaks. Yeah. Each day has enough worry of its own. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So put your trust in Christ and and lay your anxieties on him. Yeah. That's what he says. Cast all your anxieties on me. So that's how much he cares for us. I mean, I think a lot of us do. I think a lot of us do. Could yeah. you imagine if Jesus was here with us right now, the size of the bricks on his shoulders would be? Yeah. The Carries burden. a lot, but he can handle it. That's the thing, right? Only God can handle it. So um, handing that stuff over, we like to have control of, but handing that over is what is what he's told us to do. So laying that down. But mm. I can't wait to get into all the things. Yeah, all the things. And you know what? Going back to King James, you want to hear something crazy about the King James? Sure. Hit okay. Me. So this is a little fun tidbit. Shakespeare, we talked about his writing, right? Yep. And it's that old English. Uh-huh. So he actually was employed by King James. Wait, Jesus? No. <laughs> Shakespeare. <Huh. Okay>. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> William Shakespeare. <laughs> No, Jesus uh, was a little before that. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Shakespeare was employed probably, you know, as a as a poet for the king or, or whatever. Um, however, there's this really cool thing. So he would have, Shakespeare would have turned about 46 years old during that time that these translators are also employed to write the King James Bible. Okay. In Psalm 46 of the King James Version... If you start at the front and count 46 words in, you come to the word shake. If you go to the end of Psalm 46, count 46 words backwards, you come to the word spear. spear. So people are like, man, did he put in secret codes in the Bible? How many (laughs) Easter eggs are in the Bible? (laughs) And I don't think that necessarily, I think it works, but... It's a weird coincidence. Why 46? Because that's how old he was? That's, yeah, right. And that, you know, again, it's just one of those crazy things. Dude, that... So, for, if you don't open your Bible for anything else this week, I'm sure some of you will be turning to, some. where's that King James Version? I'm going <laughs> to test this out. So, um, but yeah, then and, and I don't think he helped in the translation either. Oh, so a lot of people, a lot of people are like, how does that work then? <laughs> If he wasn't in the translation process, 
Who is one of the translators a woman in Shakespeare? Maybe I don't know. Was don't involved know. with this woman? I don't know. A lot of these things we find out like way after the fact, right? You know, like predictions. Purely speculative. A lot of people, when something way. happens, they they will comb through scripture to find how something matches or something, you know, predicted. Like National but, Treasure, like like well, Nicholas Cage and National it, Treasure. Yeah, and 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 like the Da Vinci Code and some oh, of those things imagine. that we we love to believe but aren't necessarily historically what actually took place. So. Oh, imagine if Shakespeare, wait a second. <laughs> imagine if Shakespeare had like infinite riches, like from the movie Aladdin, you know? I'm sure he was pretty wealthy, but maybe not like had that. had to be, right? Yeah. He's one of the yeah. greatest uh, playwriters of all time. Oh, yeah. Possibly, you know? Yeah. Uh, imagine if he's got like little Easter eggs hidden throughout literature. Could be, perhaps. All across the globe. He, when he was that brilliant to somehow work that in. To the Bible? To the King Holy James Scripture. Version. The King James Version only, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, hats off to you, Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I think um, I love that. I love, I love hearing all that. Sure. That's good stuff. Yeah. I will be reading Psalm. 246. Yeah, I'm going to make sure that I check into that and uh, verify it. And I hope that you guys listening too yes. will do the same because I think it's, it's little stuff like that. Like you're going to be able to tell somebody about that. Yeah. And it's going to make them want to go read that. They crack chapter. open the conversation, right? Yeah. yeah. It gets you a way to talk about. There's all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. In, in scripture. There that's is the good stuff. A talking donkey. Actual? Yeah. We're get, you're jumping there too far is, ahead. Well, I'm just kind of, you know, these are <laughs> teasers, right? Yeah, these are cliffhangers. Uh, a talking donkey. There is um, kids that are mauled by bears. That sounds awful. Because they made fun of somebody. Oh. For being so bald. they're being punished. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, there's just wild stuff beyond some of the miracles that we may know. Okay, know. so an actual preview of the next episode. Where do we start? What you, I mean, do we go straight into it's Genesis, right? Yes, and we, and I think you, but do we read it on air or do we no. have already read it and now we're going to talk about Yeah. This is the assignment. Yeah, here okay. are some things in Genesis that are cool to look at. Okay, I like it. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to go over, and you as a creator will yep. enjoy that because we're going to talk about God the creator. I love it. Yeah, no, I love every second of it. So, should we read Genesis as a whole? It's long. Is it? How many yeah, chapters? I think 39 chapters. Whoa. Genesis. Is there an audiobook? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm you kidding. Could, yeah, there's audio. That's what's great about the technology we have, right? In, in also, if you look throughout history, anytime there's new technology, the Bible was one of those first things that people do to make it more accessible. Right. And so everyone has it at their fingertips. Yeah. And yeah, there's no reason not to. Even if you yeah. go in a hotel, stay in a hotel, you got a Bible right there. Yeah. And the crazy but thing is you could you. gather up all the Bibles in the world and you can burn them, but the living word lives on through all kinds of different ways now. So Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And think about you can, like some people memorize mm -hmm. scripture or their favorite verses or whatever. And so you could gather all those people and put the Bible back together. Because somewhere, someone has memorized 
Like the whole thing? That, well, no. But or parts of it? Parts, right? So, hey, who's got, uh, you know, Exodus 13 like versus 17? Right, yeah. You got like bingo cards. <laughs> hey, I got you over here. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be it could be reproduced because well, it's I mean, there are that formative lot, in people's lives. There are a lot of devoted mm-hmm. people who just love God. And I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to be a part of. And I'm excited to go through all of this because I think by the end of it, not only myself, but you guys listening at home or in the car or whatever you're doing, you're going to be able to put this on. Uh, and at, maybe at night or if you got one sitting by the loo, <laughs> <laughs> all right, on your phone or on your lunch break or wherever you are, um, this is your call to follow us. We're going to go over the good book of Jesus. I think we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be studying the NIV version. Okay. Okay. So, uh, your homework, your assignment, I guess, is to dive in. Yeah. Right. Jump in. Dive into Genesis. Start reading. I will decide, I suppose, after the fact, how far we yeah. go and what we'll cover on the next episode. Yeah. But this will be a long-running journey. And just just dive in. Yeah, right? dive in. And it may not be graceful, right? I was never a graceful diver, mm-hmm. you know? So it might look more like a belly smacker. Yeah. Or, or what do they call that? Like a, I like to always with a can opener. Or Cannonball? The, the, no, the can opener, like a jackknife. Oh. Or what, you know, jumping into the pool. Just jump in. Into the deep end. Regardless of how... I don't care if you can swim or not. Right. (laughs) Just jump. (laughs) We will rescue you. Somebody will rescue you. Yeah, Josh will be in the comments and stuff. Eventually, (laughs) maybe we'll consider, uh, for right now, this is just an audio-only podcast, but maybe sometime down the line, we throw up some cameras. Yeah. I'm a tech creator, dude. All right. So maybe a camera or two could come out. You have a feel, right? I do, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at it. No, but uh, we want to leave you guys with that. Uh, we're going to dive into Genesis. Come in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be something that you can check in with us. We can learn together. I don't know that on audio only you'll be able to leave comments or whatever, but um, perhaps we'll establish a presence for the podcast that we have no name for yet yeah, currently, but, but by the time we post this, we'll have a name. And... Um, We'll establish some social media presence for that so that you guys can reach out to us and we can go through this journey together and make it as interactive as possible. And maybe you need some prayers. Maybe you have a question that you want answered more in depth or specifically. Sure. We can kind of communicate with you that way. But this was just a a great pilot episode uh, introduction. Here we go. Um, We want to invite you guys to just... Hit follow, subscribe to the RSS feed, or I'm not sure how Mm -hmm. on earth you do that now. (laughs) I I do listen to some podcasts. So on Apple Music, Apple Music, you can, or Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe to a podcast. So uh, wherever we pop up there, do that. Right. And will be greatly appreciated. Um, But yeah, I think, I mean, I I think. An hour is a pretty decent good roundabout. Start. It's a good start. And uh, listen, we, we love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And until next week, be good to yourself and each other. <laughs>